Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. So good to have you here. It's the Leisure and Lifestyle Podcast, founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Grinder, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 33rd official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss one of BAM's all-time favorite cigars, Davidoff special releases, and our growing lizard palettes, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Hibiki Japanese Harmony Whiskey with Davidoff Millennium in Pyramid. We're back to Davidoff once again, boys. The Millennium in Pyramid, continuing with our series of Lizard's favorite cigars. This is Bam Bam's favorite. Indeed it is. Number one. Yes, sir. What about this cigar makes it number one for you? Well, it's the very first cigar I've ever had. 
Ever? Ever. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. 15. You, you spoiled bastard. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. So you, you came into cigar smoking at a later age? Uh, 16 years ago. Wow. Just under 16 years. You so, guys, I think all of you have been smoking longer than me. So like when you were 40? Yeah, when my son was... <laughs> actually, when my, my son, the, the day my son was born, my brother-in-law got me into cigars. Oh, you know what? I still need to do a cigar share. Yeah, you, yes, you do. Yes. yes. We're waiting. We've been waiting. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was quite the experience for me. I fell in love with cigars that day. Really? And he gave us Liga 9s and Millenniums. And this. And he loved Millenniums at the time. Now he's off those. He's like a big Liga 9 guy now. But I've never stopped smoking these. I see you with this cigar, I don't know, three, four, five times a week? A lot. Yeah, yeah. a lot. You smoke a lot of these. Yep. Now, honestly, with the whole Cuban run that we've all been having, I've fallen off the millennium path for sure. a while. But when I go back to it, it's a comforting friend. Well, I'll tell you, this is one of those cigars. There's that no doubt. It, it fits, for me, it fits anywhere. Yeah. You know, in, in the week, in the day. Yep. After a steak, in a range of three, four, five cigars, if we decide to do that any night. Yeah. It's always satisfying. It's always good. So What I happen to admire about this is the construction. I mean, it's from the point of view of flavor profile, I w I'm not going to say it's the most memorable cigar from the point of view of the flavor. I get coffee and tobacco and cedar in this, and that's it for me, and I love that. But the, it's so beautifully made, it's sharp enough to throw an attack board right now. It is. Uh, Look the at this. The tapper is beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. It's, I think, one of the best-made cigars that you can find. My so that's a, that's a quote, sharp I, enough to throw an attack board. I did board. not know this. There's a Lancero. In Millennium. What? What? I, I never have, heard of that. I have never seen that. Me neither. We got to wow. get that. Yeah, I we have there, to get wait, that. Wait, so I thought there were only four. I thought there was a short Robusto, yep. a Robusto, and the Toro, and the Pyramid. Right. It's a Petite Corona. And the Petite Corona. It's, it's apparently a Lancero. I Dude, have no idea. We got to get that. That is a must. Yeah, we got to get that. There's a small. There's a smaller one than than that, too. A Petite think, Corona. No, I think there's a smaller than a Petite Corona. Mm, have to look. No. But to your point, Bam, so. I mean, the construction on this, the, the wrapper, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a brilliant looking cigar. Yep. And honestly, when we recommended to do the smoke, I, for some reason, thought we've already recorded it long ago. Yeah, well, you know, we've, we, did a couple, we did a couple Davidoffs so far. So we've done, we've, this is actually our fourth Davidoff. This is, we've done this uh, uh, Marca more than any other. That's true. We've done the Chef's Edition. Dominicana. Dominicana. Which I loved. The, the Late Hour Churchill a few weeks ago. Yep. And now this. Yes, sir. You know, um, and we probably wouldn't have done this so soon yep. had we not had it on the list, you know, trying yep. to go through the Lizard's favorite cigars. And honestly, so. it warms my heart that a lot of guys in this room like this cigar. It's probably my favorite regular Daily Driver Davidoff. That's awesome. You know, awesome. I think you're on point with that. So. Very happy. All right, let's, uh, let's cut this thing, boys. See what we're getting on the uh, cold draw. Oh, the draw is wide open. And I didn't take too much off the top. I mean, any, any cut I make on these, it's always... Perfect draw. Pleasantly surprised. So yeah. that, that's a new experience for you. I mean, that's that's one thing about Davidoff's. The construction is impeccable. It really is. You never have you ever had a clogged, plugged Davidoff? Davidoff? I've never. I don't think ever. Yeah. Maybe no, a Millennium Toro. Well, that's the thing. I was the draw say would this. be tight. Rare. The Vitola matters with Davidoff. I think does. we've we've talked about this a thousand times. The, yeah. the Toros, yeah. for whatever like the reason, they so, don't burn well. The draw's not the same. The most consistent are, I think, the the torpedo that we have or the pyramid we have here. The Robustos are pretty The good. Robustos are great. The Churchills. And the Churchills are awesome. Churchill. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm glad he brought that up because 
you know, a listener will look will look in a cigar shop and find a, a a Millennium Toro and assume it's what we're smoking tonight, not realizing that it's a completely completely different cigar and experience. Several steps below in performance and taste and even appearance in the uh, compared to the pyramid. Yeah. Whatever I, this whatever this ends up at tonight on the formal lizard rating. Yeah. Take about four off, four <laughs> basis points off. Of, of what the Toro experience would be, oh, yeah. in my opinion. 100%. Th- that's what I was just going to say. I can't emphasize enough to anyone who listens to this and decides they want to pick up this stick. It has to be in the pyramid. And I say that because Bam would talk about this cigar a lot, and I had never had the pyramid. I was only, I had only tried the Toro, and I really disliked the Toro, and I could not understand why people were so enamored with this Millennium Series, and Bam had finally gotten me to try the pyramid and I think it was here. I think not... it was at our former Oh, lounge. is that right? Yeah. Okay. And all it took was one of those to yeah. completely change my perspective on this cigar. So the so Vitola, true. the shape, Matters. makes a world of difference. So true. So what are you guys getting on the cold draw? I'm getting leather, caramel, a little chocolate, and there's some like dry fruit maybe? Yeah, like coffee, chocolate. Getting... Uh... I get um, a very light espresso, cedar, and tobacco. Mm, espresso, I'm, I'm of, getting that. Yeah. A lot of cedar. Cedar, tobacco, and uh, coffee. I'm getting the same notes, Bam, is just smell the wrapper, though, please. Like, it's yes. amazing. I just <laughs> get chocolate amazing. and, like, coffee. It, it's, it's ridiculous. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Davidoff Millennium in Pyramid. It's a 52 ring gauge by six and an eighth. So I need to borrow later when someone's done. Oh, jeez. So I'm going to admit something. Uh-oh. I had my beautiful um, DuPont lighter. I gifted to someone. Uh, I heard about this. Yeah. You gifted it to someone? Someone I like a lot. and um, someone, someone we know. <laughs> really? Yeah. He, he commented how much, how much he liked it. Really beautiful. It looks great. Feels good in the hand. Perfect razor-sharp burn. And I just looked at him and said, it's yours. Bam, have I told you how <laughs> no. beautiful <laughs> you're... <laughs> Your humidor looks great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Looks nothing great. like your tower. I mean, man, I could. It, <laughs> Thank you. If you would be so generous to just give yeah. me that humidor. <laughs> Let's smoke this thing. Delicious, right on the light, guys. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, we, we talk about elegance sometimes in cigars. I think the last time we talked about it was the late hour Churchill that we did. And uh, this is a cigar I feel very similar. It's, it's not as. Um, it's obviously not as long as a Churchill, but there's something about this that's significant. For me, it's the appearance of it. It's got this kind of old school, stately look to it. And the flavor is reminiscent of that. It's not, like I said, it's not the most memorable flavor profile, but it's, it's, it's a good cigar. It's a beautiful cigar. I, I just gravitate towards it, you know. Now, I, someone said that they can wear a pinstripe suit and, wear, and smoke the... Uh, the late Puba, hour church. Puba said that, yeah. I could do that with the cigar. I agree. I mean, yeah. it's, this it's is right of, in this is right in line with that. Yeah, yeah. Sophisticated old school cigar, I think. Yeah. And it's delicious right on the light. Yeah. What are you guys getting? I'm getting glory. This is great. Um, yeah. A lot of coffee, a lot of chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. A lot, lot of chocolate, right? Coffee, chocolate, dark and cedar. chocolate, cedar. Yeah. Right there with you. Getting some raisin. I'm get, I'm definitely getting some dried fruit. Maybe yeah. raisin. Absolutely some okay. dried fruit. Yeah. And the draw is wide open. And I, you know, I think this cigar, we talk about several act plays in cigar. I think this cigar really is one that takes you on a little bit of a journey. Yeah. Not necessarily that it changes necessarily, but 
it really kind of builds and it's complex and it's it burns perfectly and slowly every time like it's it's just it's a wonderful hour yeah. hour 15 yep. you know however long you take to smoke it it's a really nice journey yeah with you a know, cigar when you read up on this they say it's a maybe i'm wrong um medium to full experience i agree for me though it's a it's a perfect medium experience that's where i'm at with it i agree right in the middle yeah i think i think it at toward the end Oh yeah. Once it heats up, I think you're starting to get towards full. But I would say overall, it's a medium sure. cigar. Sure, sure. So the wrapper on this, by the way, is Ecuador, Connecticut, and the binder and the filler are both from uh, Davidoff in the Dominican. Okay. I was just gonna say the wrapper is beautiful. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. So it is the Ecuadorian uh, wrapper. Nice. Yeah. Ecuadorian, Connecticut, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, also this is not a, one of the more affordable cigars. Yeah. It's, so th- where does this price? You said this is? It's not. No, it is it's not. It's an expensive cigar. It's tw- they average, I guess, 27 to $29, depending on where you find it. That is not cheap. Which is interesting, again, comparing back to Davidoff, that this is a more expensive cigar. And for the, for the size of it, you would expect to get more for, for the price, but yeah. because of the quality and how it's made. And I got to imagine worth, this is hard to roll. Oh, I, I would have no idea. I mean, it, it's a pyramid, right? Yeah. Like, it, like if, a P two. If a you know, Partagas can roll a P two, and Upman can roll a number two, and Bolivar can roll a Bellicosos Finos, and charge like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen a stick. The one criticism that frustrates me with this stick, the price point is, <laughs> it's aggressive for it is. what is just a, a pyramid. Well, it's more yeah. expensive than the Churchills, right? You know, not the limiteds like the the chefs, but yeah. It's certainly more expensive than the late hour trip. Sure, but it's sure. typical of Davidoff's, right? I mean, Davidoff's right? rollers—they yeah. just priced a bit higher than uh, most non-Cubans. Yeah, certainly. What's the aging on these? Do we know? Question. I don't think they announced that. Um, I, I would imagine at least it's a couple years, but there's no yeah. information. Well, that's the tobacco is aged definitely. I think know, four I mean, years. Four I, I was reading years. somewhere. I, I think when it came out in 2005 or something. Um, there was, I was reading one of the articles and it kind of mentioned around four years for the Millennium Blend, which I'm assuming would be the same for this. So on Davidoff's website, the cigar is 30 bucks. They also have a pack of four, which is a little under 120. And then the pack of 10, uh, pack of 10 on their site is a little under 300. So that's an increase in price because at our former lounge, yeah. I repeatedly brought these at around $27. Yeah, and and and... You know, you can find them online. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find deals here and there. That's true. That's true. Um, especially out-of-the-country deals, you know. Yeah. Um, we find those all the time. So it's just, you know, a matter of if, if you like the cigar, you're interested in the cigar, you want to stock up, just just find a nice mm-hmm. deal on it. And Yeah. But they're hard to get right now. They're not everywhere. I like a lot of good cigars on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is really, really delicious, though. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, I think the thing that stands out beyond, obviously, a lot of flavor notes that we like in this cigar Going back to something Ben was saying earlier, I, I think this is one of the best constructed cigars, period. Cuban, New World, doesn't matter. The number of photos that I have on my phone smoking this cigar with an ash that is easily over two inches in length, it's just absurd. Oh, yeah. Every time it burns evenly, the ash is white and bright, and yeah. it just it, you so, don't have any issues with so construction. So how, how is a long ash... Or, or sturdy ash indicative of good construction? Well, you'd, you'd have to think it's the packing and the roll. If it's densely done and it's dis- evenly distributed, 
there's a structure there. A hundred percent. I as, think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. And as it burns, you know, you've got oxidate. The the tobacco oxidates as it as it burns, and it creates the air pockets that are there. It depends. It's all a bit depending on the roll and the packing. If it's consistent, and you get a great ash. There's a structure. So I, I agree with yeah. Bam. I mean, that that's that's also my take. And I think, you know, you think about right, like really, 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 really cheap yard cigars are like short filler, you know, tobacco inside. And the ash is just crumbling because the the leaves, right, they're short filler. So it's just crumbling off. When you have a long filler cigar with those longer leaves that are properly wrapped, it should burn evenly and hold for a good amount of time. And so I do look for in a cigar when that ash holds and it's not all over my pants as I'm smoking it, I know that's a really well-constructed yeah, cigar. Yeah, it's a mark of quality. And, and we, we smoke only long filler cigars. Right, exactly. So I would say, you know, it's a check. It's a checking of the box. If you have a good ash that's sturdy, it's indicative of good construction and long filler, which is mostly what we all smoke anyway. Exactly. And, you know, it, 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 it speaks to the robustness of the leaf, the, the fact that they are rolling with really high quality leaves like when you buy a 30 dollars cigar if it's ashing all over your pants i mean it's very frustrating to yep, me yeah now i expect <laughs> that with an eight dollar cigar or six dollar cigar but when you're spending 30 bucks on a cigar and it's ashing without your you know intervention that's really really frustrating to me happens to the best of us though it does and it you know it's a matter of maybe the cigars weren't kept well they're too dry they're too wet but if you're in the sweet spot and you're spending that kind of money it should be holding up. I agree. At least for an inch or two. One of the best, uh, one of the funny things about these cigars, um, growing, growing up in a certain age group where we are, you know, some of us in this, in this room are millennials. There is a time, still is a time where a lot of people are referring to these cigars as millennials as opposed to millennials. Yes. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. boy. <laughs> Let's be clear. There are even lizards who have referred there to this as oh, cuddle lizards. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me go smoke some millennial <laughs> pyramids. We still love you, Pooba. <laughs> I am happy to say that he does like this cigar. Loves he does. Cigar. He does like the cigar. He loves the millennial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the millennial pyramid. No, this is great. So, you know, already half an inch in, the ash is bright white. You know, as they say, I, I don't love the term, but stacking dimes. Like, you can see the what looks like a stack of dimes in your ash. It's, it's really, really fantastic. So, so I, I remember the first time my wife actually gave me the millennium. We were at the uh, Mohawk Mountain House. There's a couple of uh, series that we have watched and they've shown the Mohawk Mountain House. We were there for like a weekend. It was our anniversary. So my wife presented me with a, I think it was a four-pack or a five-pack of Millennium assorted sizes. They had, just, they had just come out, and I had not tried one. And I had it there, and it was, I was blown away. I'm like, this is the first Davidoff that's full-flavored, you know. Uh, that is quite compared, the gift. Compared to like the Grand Cruise or I have a question. 2000 series. How did she know to get that gift for you? She do you talk she, about cigars with your wife, with the uh, with Mrs. Rooster and have discussions? I think she just or, went to. Does she know what your favorite sticks are? I think she had some help ah, from our okay. former lounge. She she okay. went there and uh, you know acquired those sticks. Because I'm not sure Mrs. Bam Bam would ever buy me a cigar. Well, if she goes to the former lounge, I'm sure you know they'll tell her like, yeah. this is what he sure. smokes, and sure. uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. But oh, what a cigar. I mean, I was blown away by it. Every single steak. And for me, one of my favorite steaks was the Petite Corona. 
because I got so much flavor out of that, out of the wrapper. And a short steak with so much flavor, I was absolutely blown away. I agree on the Petit Corona. The only reason mm. I've had several of them, the only reason I won't buy that steak yeah, it's the price. Is, is the price. Yeah, it's the out price of principle. Point, I know. How much? Yeah. How it's much? like $16 for a little Petit Corona. And it's, yeah. it's half not, hour it's a, smoke. It's, it's shorter than even a normal Petit Corona. It, it's a small cigar. I'm ashamed to admit that I haven't had that cigar. I would like to try it. Well, you should. Just from the yeah, point of view of getting that flavor. Yeah. $16 for Petit Corona. It used, to, I mean, it used to be 13 like 12 13 bucks. But like anything else, it's gone up. So you mentioned the Grand Cru, Rooster. You love that cigar. I used to. I mean, I used to smoke a lot of Grand Cru number two. Uh, okay. You still smoke that, I feel I, like. I do, yeah. Once in a while, yeah. So how does that compare to the this Davidoff and the others that we've smoked? Like, where would you kind of put it price-wise? Like, where does it land in the in the Davidoff line? Well, the Grand Cru, depending on the size, it you know, it, it that's what differs in price. Um, but the Grand Cru itself, it's... Um, it's a light to medium-bodied cigar. It, to me, it's more of a daytime cigar. Okay. Uh, great afternoon or morning with a cup of coffee and stuff. But this Millennium, I think, it can easily fit in like after dinner. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's full. It's medium to full. Yeah, I think it's most appropriate in the evening for me. But I, what I love about this cigar, as much flavor as it puts out, the delivery is so smooth that I've lit this in the afternoon and yeah. still enjoyed it yeah. just as much as at night. So I love the versatility about this cigar in particular. And, yeah. and I think that's why I consider this to be a medium-bodied cigar rather than medium-full because it's so smooth. Yeah, but I'm just comparing it to like the Grand Cru line. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's, yeah. Uh, you know, Davidoff came out with these later. They were not into, uh, you know, when they came out with the Nicaraguan was after this, like the Yamasa and... Uh, hmm. And the, Nic- the Puro Nicaraguan stick that they came out with. I like the Yamasa when it first came out. Yeah, I do. Good. I do too. Yeah. I haven't had it in years. But I think Millennium is oh, the best absolutely. that the Davidoff makes, other than their limited edition series like the Chef's Edition and the, the Chef's Edition. Dominicana. Yeah. yeah. Dominicana is so delicious. Man. I love yeah. the Dominicana. Oh, gosh. So I had the uh, Brooklyn um, Pizza. Brooklyn Edition Millennium. Not Millennium, I'm sorry. Brooklyn Edition Davidoff. A few weeks ago. Uh, it's a Toro. I sent you guys photographs of it. It was a while ago. Very good. It's good? Yeah. Surprising, surprisingly good performance. The Manhattan edition was not very good. I heard. The uh, 515 <laughs> Madison. Oh, that's, that, was that wasn't good. Awful. That was really a that bad was, cigar. Yeah. It was really a bad cigar. And expensive. Yeah. More than this. It's like $45 I oh, paid for dude, that Oh, dude, that's steak. ridiculous. I had that on my birthday like two or three years ago yeah. after a steak. And I was sitting there saying, this is the most disappointing thing. And thank God. I had brought some Padrones with me just to have after that, and I just ditched it and just lit up a Padron, and I was back on cloud nine. <laughs> now, you had the Tiger. I did. Right. Yeah. How I, was I that? Had that? So, I, again, this goes to why, like, there are some Davidoffs I really like, like what we're smoking right now, the late hour, et cetera, chefs. Um, but I don't love the marketing gimmickry that goes on with these Chinese New Year, you know, Lunar New Year cigars that they put out every year. I had the ti- year of the tiger. The wrapper literally looks like it has tiger stripes on it. Yeah, I've seen it. The price point is outrageous. I paid, I think, fifty-two oh, a stick for that. Wow! Wow! And wow! I, you know, that's I, that's as much, by the way, as the Padron fiftieth, yeah. right? Which is a much Which bigger is, stick. I mean, yeah, world class cigar. That's like the yeah. Wor- yeah, that's that's like that's Ferrari of cigars. Absolutely, and, and it's a big stick. Like yes. you're actually getting a lot of cigar for that six price. and a half inches or something. Right. Yep, yep. Where this year of the tiger, 
it's actually shorter than the millennium than this millennium pyramid even though it's a pyramid shape mm-hmm. but it's shorter than this and man it, it honestly if it were half the price if that were 25 dollars, i wouldn't buy it Probably. again <laughs> let alone 50 something bucks I, I just couldn't believe it's very disappointing not a, I, I should just qualify in saying not a bad cigar in that there it was offensive but nothing that at all excited me to want to smoke one of those again. No, I mean, not worth the price that right. you paid. Well, boys, let's try our beverage. I'm ready for a sip here. I got to tell you, I love this this beverage. It's fantastic. Habiki, Japanese whiskey. Yeah. So it, it's a blend, right, Pagoda? You said it's a blend? Yeah, it's, uh, it seems to be a blend of quite a few uh, different whiskeys. Uh, I think up to 10 is what I was reading, and I'm not sure whether this, that's right or wrong. But uh, uh, that article talks about how it's blended in around five different types of barrels as well. Wow. So it is uh, reasonably complex. Um, so I've got to say, it's awesome. It's yeah, really I, good. I love it. Love and, it. you know, we did the uh, Suntory uh, a couple of weeks ago, and... That is, to me, it was lighter, it was sweeter. This is closer to, and thankfully with the cigar we're smoking, it's a little bit more, what is the word, a little bit more robust or... It's more complex. More complex. Yeah, and it has more structure. Like, there's some viscosity to this. Absolutely. Like, literally, you can taste, just as you're sipping it, if you even look in the glass, it, it's there's much more viscosity in yeah. this than that lighter century yep. uh, that we had. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And this is really good. So how much is a bottle of Hibiki? It's around, uh, I think I paid 90 bucks. It used to be 80 bucks. But that's, um, that's expensive. The issue with this is that um, they're, ho- they're never really available. You know, yeah, they're hard to it find. It seems like they come, you know, once in a while and they tend to sell off so quickly that, you know, if you're not there on the day and get lucky, it's kind of gone. Yeah, I think this is a, a really nice pairing with the cigar. I think so, too. I, the thing that just really blows me away about this this Japanese whiskey, really all the Japanese whiskeys I've tried have been very light. Yeah. Very light, very floral, and that has a time and a place. I mean, I was just saying I, I had a little before we recorded, I think a few of us tapped into uh, mm-hmm. some suntory that we had left. And on a hot day, I would absolutely drink that. It's really nice, light, floral. Um, this I would call kind of the McAllen of Japanese whiskeys in that it has a richer, deeper flavor that we're used to in, you know, single malt scotches that we really like. I like the comparison. I'm I really do. Yeah. yeah. That is a good comparison. What's interesting, there is a, there is a hint of sweetness on this, on the front. It is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There is one, yeah. And, and, you know, I never really thought of the Millennium as having any type of that type of sweetness, but the raisin... Uh, profile that grinder brought up i am getting that as i think about it and as i taste it it really pairs beautifully with this cuts right to it i'm going to say something you guys might find silly but after i sipped the hibiki and i took a draw of the cigar it it kind of gave me a little something different on the cigar the smoke it was almost like a saltiness or something thank you i was i was i was feeling the exact same thing like there's a great compliment there it 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 really does compliment it and it kind of opens up another uh uh you know lane of flavor and there's a little saltiness or something in the smoke there. And it's it's really, really nice on the front of your tongue. And I get it. You're right. I'm getting the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what kind of barrels these are uh, made in, Pagodes? Uh, I think, yeah, I haven't really read in detail, but it seems like it goes to five different... Various oak. Various, yeah, I'm, barrels, including the oak? American oak. There's got to be some sherry there. For the, the bit of sherry, for, for sure. I don't get it. No? 
You don't I get, get a little sweet. bit of sweetness. Oh, I think there could be some sherry. Yeah. There is a little bit of sherry. No I color, think. but on the flavor. It's partly matured for sure in plum liqueur barrels. I'm seeing that. Oh, that I works. Don't see, I don't taste sherry. Well, the sweetness must be coming from that barrel. Yeah, the plum, the plum oh. barrels. Yeah, I would give the sweetness. That almost makes this a much sexier scotch, knowing that. Honestly, anything the Japanese do is fantastic, it's in true. my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I, th I think the water out there, right? <laughs> they made you imagine? Yeah. Well, now that they had the uh, Chernobyl of their uh, lifetime, what's the water like out there now? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what's it's questionable. I just took a dark turn. I did. Are we all radiating? We <laughs> glow in the dark. Wasn't there a uh, nuclear meltdown? Yeah, there, there was. Yeah. Jesus. That was how many years ago, though? Three, not five. Maybe. Okay, this COVID. is really interesting. Fukushima. So I'm reading about just some of the stuff that's blended in here. And it says malt whiskey aged in American white oak. I could uh, definitely taste che that. Cheetah grain whiskey. The company calls it the Dashier broth designed to bring everything together. Sherry cask malt whiskey working as a dressing or highlight. Uh, this is somewhat older whiskey that is the only dark amber component of the main five and provides personality flavor and top notes of dried fruit, cigar, plum, and wood. Mizunara cask malt whiskey, another dressing component, one of the oldest whiskeys in the blend, aged 12 to 15 years in Japanese Mizunara casks and provide a Japanese character to the whiskey. And lastly, smoky malt whiskey, just a hint of Isla-style smoky whiskey is included to add complexity and depth. That's wonderful. It's very interesting. Wonderful. See, the, <laughs> the thing that fascinates me about this podcast and us smoking cigars and pairing whiskeys and stuff, we go through this exercise of describing flavors, and it can get, it can get really ethereal. Like we're talking about personality <laughs> you just said it adds personality like what the fuck there's no personality <laughs> i love this i love how we like i mean petrichor right like you the, we we grab certain this guy catching right on worldwide certain catching on worldwide many, do you know how many people have emailed or messaged us <laughs> and have mentioned the word petrichor from around right. the world i mean it's got to be at least seven or seven or eight that's funny guy in australia another guy the other day we'll get to that in a minute but <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's really it's amazing. Grinder has entered the lexicon. Yes, we we started by democratizing caviar. Now we're democratizing petrichor. <laughs> petrichor all day or day. I'm not getting any petrichor in this though. No, no petrichor in this. I'm so happy to hear that. So uh, <laughs> going into the second third here, I this cigar kind of right here is where mm -hmm. it really hits its stride for me, and it yeah, it always keeps going like same. right around this inch and a half mark mm -hmm. in ash. Um, I, mean, I do. It's just delicious. Yeah, man. there's a consistency in the flavor notes that continues all the way through. There is. To, to Gizmo's point, though, this is where in the cigar, maybe a quarter or a third of the way through, where the coffee notes pick up for me. It's almost as if like a pot of coffee has been brewing. Like when you light it, it's just slowly brewing. And then all of a sudden you've got that like it, it's really pronounced at this point in the cigar. And that I think was that, a great, that was a great uh, analogy. I love that. It was. <laughs> and I think that that's a, a that's a compliment to the blending. And the master blender, you know, who, who puts the cigar together every year or every crop, you know, that, that they harvest in really making it an experience from, the, from start to end. So it would be interesting because the master blender at Davidoff is no longer there. Yeah, he left. Right. Hanky. Henrik. Yeah. Henke. Yeah. So, and so did his son. Yep. When did so, he leave? 
think two years know, ago. Two years. Somewhere yeah. during COVID, I believe. Oh wow. Right yeah. before COVID. Who is it? Who is it now? What's he joined? I don't know. I don't know if they've announced what he's oh, really? doing. Or he just may have retired. I, I think, think he was done. a little, little older. Yeah. yeah. Be older curious to, to you think Rocky Patel? Yeah, <laughs> Rocky might be the guy. <laughs> what a disaster that would be. No, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm like, what are we talking about? That would, that would be the end of Davidoff. Uh, <laughs> fucking, fucking end of days. Armageddon. Yeah, Patel Davidoff. I, I think I think I might have met met the blender and his son because I went to one of these uh, Davidoff events um, in the city, and um, it was a really interesting event where we actually they gave us somewhat like. Um, a semi-rolled cigar, and then we were actually putting the final wrapper on it. So we were wrapping the cigar, and then we were, we were smoking it, and they gave us a couple of extra Are you sure that wasn't it. Hamlet? What? Oh, boy. Don't we mention were... that cigar. <laughs> that is... Because we had the guy from Hamlet Cigars come to our formal lounge. Yeah. He literally gave us leaves. Yeah. And he said, roll them and smoke them. Correct. And even with his son, and his son speaks really well. Well, no, this wasn't Davidoff. Oh, this no, was a no. different, uh, absolute, totally different company. You just took a dark turn. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was literally the worst cigar oh, really? I've ever had. Yeah, but like for us, I think we were just enjoying the the moment and the time, and um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So we're not going to review Hamlet on the pod. Oh boy, yeah, for gardening, you, you can know, use it as fertilizer. I will, a, I will a smoke cigar? a Rocky Patel before I smoke a Hamlet. I think wow, that's you. Technically, that is a Rocky Patel. No doubt. Technically, that is a Rocky Patel. What? A Hamlet? Hamlet. Really? It's a Rocky brand. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be smoking either of those. Please, please. So I got to say, um, I've been, you know, talking about messages that we've been getting from listeners, which, by the way, is awesome to hear from everybody. And, you know, we're getting a lot of good recommendations of stuff to try up, you know, upcoming as, you know, both in spirits and cigars. We got a, we've added a lot of stuff to the list. So if you do have a recommendation or you have some feedback, please email us. It's extremely uh, helpful. Messages. It is. Extremely helpful. It is. It really is. Yeah. But I've noticed um, I'm getting a lot of messages from folks who are picking up Don Julio and Ejo. Because of the pod, you know, like kind of the, in a lot of ways that we had this kind of revelation with tequila, um, pairing it with cigars, you know, certainly I have. I mean, I was just going to say you, we've all been spoke or drinking tequila for years. I haven't. Oh, you haven't either. I have not. Yeah. Bam and I are. A lot of us haven't, you know, Senator made a great point at our, at our new club, you know, how long ago could we have looked back and think to ourselves, when would we ever have a tequila and a cigar together? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's a fabulous pairing. It's a great pairing, and it's awesome to see the listeners, you know, trying this stuff out and then messaging that they're pairing it with an exclusivo or another cigar yeah. that they're trying. Um, <laughs> it's 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 really great to see. Have we gotten any trolls? Well, through the, the, uh, the internet or no yeah. trolls yet? No trolls. No oh, trolls. Shit. I no come up with a short list of trollers. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good troll. Yeah. So we had a we had a guy uh, message us on Instagram. A guy named Paul. Um, he was smoking an EP uh, Carrillo uh, La Historia El Senador, which, by the way, side note, side note, Senator and I had, uh, he was very kind and brought another one. Because I mentioned to him, I was like, dude, I want to try that cigar again. Like, were we crazy on the pod or was it really that good for seven dollars bucks? And he brought one of the clubhouse the other day and he and I had it together. And oh, my God. 
it was phenomenal. And he said something that was shocking to I, me. And I'm going to say it again. Shocking to me. Here we go. I, I said, honestly, it, you know how much I love Padron. If, we took, if I took the bands off of that cigar and gave them to everyone in this room, and I said, guess what cigar it is? It's the closest thing I've ever had to a Padron. Really? Wow. Gizmo agreed 100%, 100%. with what I said. Wow. That's it, interesting. It was great. And we enjoyed it so much, I ordered the last two boxes on Atlantic, and uh, Giz and I each got another box. That's very cool. Is that, is that the third? When did that one come out? So he had the three, right? Yeah. I think that was the first one. And then the encore, and then what was the third? The pledge, pledge, You know, even the Monte Cristo, the thirty-five, I think, which we reviewed here, yeah. was very similar to the Padron as well. It was, right? but that was a terrible imitation of a Padron. Yeah. And it kind of, and it, it kind of fizzled out at the end. You know, you could say that about the aging room cigars. They're they're trying to be a Padron. We've discussed that a few times in the past. You know, you end up with a cigar that's not that doesn't have that quality of a Padron. You can. You pick it up right away. I love that El Senador. So, uh, so Paul was saying that going back to the the listener, the gentleman Viking, who uh, messaged us on Instagram, he was having a Guinness uh, with the El Senador, and he was saying that he loves the Padron Three Thousand Maduro. And uh, you know, we were talking, we did that episode about the Padron Two Thousand. Now, the Three Thousand to me, I don't love. I've had that in the Four Thousand. I don't love those. The Two Thousand, I really like, but. The 3,000 guys love those cigars, man. Yeah. I don't mind the 4,000. Yeah. You like that cigar? Yeah. You remember I used to have it? Is that the one you gave me? Yeah. I couldn't smoke? The first time around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to ditch yeah. it. I oh. never heard of these. It was ditched. It's the, yeah. it's the Padron line. It's like their it's lower line. Thousand it's a 1,000 series. The small brown thousand. label. It looks yeah, like a Monte I know, Cristo. Yeah. I didn't know there was three, four, five, whatever. I thought it was just one. Uh, no, no, no. They're just the Vitolas, the, the, the number. Oh. Yep. I, I think it the might smaller, have to do with the place. The smaller the number, the smaller the Batola. Okay. It might have to do with the place because at that particular place, the steakhouse where we went to smoke the cigars, there was another cigar that was ditched. I think there was a rough couple of months for me, the ALR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember right. That. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That. Then the 4,000 was ditched. You actually like, ditched that's the it. ALR? No more contribution. <laughs> Rooster. <laughs> Oh, boy. oh, he dumped that quick. Brewster ditched the <laughs> ALR and I ditched the Padron 4000. So you did smoke. Around. So that's why I said, I'm happy supplying the liquor. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's selective memory. And uh, so, you know, going back to this one, one, quick, one quick last time here, Paul ended our conversation. He said, you know, sometimes you need to slow down in life and smell the petrichor. <laughs> that's awesome we need to put that on shirts we need we to do. put that on a shirt <laughs> smell the petrichor smell the petrichor so yeah again listeners please please reach out we love hearing from everybody it's uh it's awesome just can i make a quick side note on the japanese whiskey please um habiki is made by suntory yeah mm. yeah oh i didn't know that so they're all in the same family there are, i think all yeah, japanese is whiskey is made by the same suntory, suntory yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, I think this is called the Hibiki Harmony, and a couple of different ones, and some are aged more. So, is Hibiki like a higher end? Like, is do they does Santori kind of view it like the Santori line is their entry? Is there like, or is it just that they are kind of a conglomerate that's bought up different Japanese whiskeys? Like, I'm curious how that's how that structure is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I, well, how much did the Santori cost? 
the Santori, I think 35 bucks. 35 So 40? I guess from the point of view of cost, the yeah, Habiki would be a, a top shelf I, I, spirit. I yeah. think the Suntory. So I too had a, a wee dram of the Suntory when I got here today. I think I prefer the, the Suntory. Really? Oh, I'm, I'm I definitely the prefer the Hibiki. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Me much too. better. I can I drink the Hibiki, yeah. Honestly, I can drink the Hibiki all night long. I can finish that bottle. No problem. We will, I think, tonight. It is so good. <laughs> Bet. So good. Bet? Yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm taking that down. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. Tonight? Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll take it with you. We're going to back the, to the clubhouse? The thing that's crazy, that's though. clubhouse scotch. So, I mean, <laughs> this Hibiki is meant to be one of the more refined in the Suntory line, but these Hibikis also have the H-statement bottles that this is not. So they're, oh, okay. this gets really crazy. They have a Hibiki 12, a Hibiki 17, a Hibiki 21, and oh, a Hibiki boy. 30. What's this, what's this one? So wow. if this is like no, the start of 12. that line and this is... 90 bucks? Th this is the 12? Probably the 12. Like I didn't see a 12 Yeah, it, it didn't say any... Where's our Garcon? Garcon. But <laughs> if this is 90 bucks, I mean, imagine what some of these others are. Yeah, wow. I mean, how much How much is 30? It's got to be 500 right. bucks. Oh, my gosh. 500? No. Wow. Can we do a carry trade for the uh, Hibiki? Just like, do, so these, I don't know, because of the limited supply or whatever the story is, the prices have been going up ridiculously. Oh, yeah. boy. For I, these. Just, I just found the price of the Hibiki 30. 5,000 is way modest. What? 10,000 bucks for a bottle. <sighs> Holy wow. moly. Wow. I mean, what are they pricing it for? So in the city, this costs like between 130 and 140. I think one of, really? you, one of you captains of industry in this room need to close a big deal and get us that bottle. I wonder if it's... I uh, agree, Bam. Right? I wonder I if agree. it's... Uh, <laughs> I can't do it. I, yen is, the yen has been pretty well correlated with USD over the past few years, right? Because they're they're make, they're probably pricing this in yen. Oh yeah, fair enough. You know oh, okay, I mean? yeah. I'm not quite sure. I, I just think it's got more to do with the supply. They're tough to get. Yeah. Um, but for ten thousand bucks, I'd rather go to Japan, spend a week, <laughs> have some sushi. <laughs> Absolutely. Hang out in the Ginza district and come back. Speaking <laughs> by or the way, not <laughs> or die. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of sushi. Have you guys seen the documentary? It's my favorite documentary I've ever watched in my life, ever. I know where you're going. It's, it's the greatest documentary I've ever seen. It's called, I think it's Hero, but it's spelled J-I-R-O, Dreams of Sushi. And it's about this, this, uh, about this sushi chef who's, I believe, probably now in his 80s or close to 90. Uh, and he, is, he has a restaurant in a subway station in, in I believe it's Tokyo uh, or Kyoto. I think it's Tokyo. And he has a, a, a restaurant. I think there's eight seats in the restaurant. And when you sit down, you pay the fee. And you sit down, and whatever he puts in front of you is what you're getting. Oh, my casa. It's, yeah. Um, it, and this guy is, I think, the only Michelin three-star rated sushi chef ever. Wow. Like, to the wow. point where President Obama, when he went to Japan, had a sushi dinner in his restaurant in the subway station. I wonder what that meal will cost. It's I think it's only like two or three hundred bucks. Wow. But it's impossible to get in. That's amazing. You know, yeah, but the, the documentary, I, I recommend that to every listener out there. Hero Dreams of Sushi, J-I-R-O, Dreams of Sushi. It is so inspiring to watch someone focus so simply on fish and rice. So that's that, all but, he but does. That's that's yeah. like that speaks to there's a Japanese word for like this pursuit of excellence within one thing where you 
just get really, really deep yep. and perfect a, a trade or an they art. They talk about this. I forget it. what they it's do. called. Me too. And um, I think that 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 documentary, I think I don't know if I've seen it. I may have seen it. Um, speaks to that. It does. That's what it. That's the whole and, premise and, of and, it. And I think, and it always reminds me. There's like a mystique around this, and I mentioned it just earlier in our conversations here. Like everything the Japanese do seems to be phenomenal, and you know, cars industry, everything they make, just just fantastic. The way they're the the way they manage their their enterprise, the industrial. It's precision and integrity. Yeah, well, and just a lot of hard work yeah. and fucking lean six sigma. But <laughs> aside from that, there's um, this. I don't know. There's just sex appeal to it and almost so much so that like there's that guy and that character in billions you know who i'm talking about the billions character is it billions oh that young girl no oh. that like his buddy like uh who's the who's the who's the hedge fund guy in billions what's his name axelrod yeah and yeah. who's the guy that works for him oh oh <laughs> yeah. i know the, you the mean. young asian guy no 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 the the guy who you know his the, the second the Wait, second and what's the second guy's name? Wags. 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 So what isn't Wags like obsessed with sushi, and I like mean, the perfection of the? He's craft? obsessed with everything. Wags is just obsessed with any expensive yeah. meal. Like remember the Ortolan episode? They're eating like with the napkins over their head. You know the the like fried bird. You remember this? Yeah. No. Oh, it's like a French delicacy. It was, it was like, like a finale. It was yeah. a finale of one. He's just season. obsessed with any expensive meal, which like some of the best sushi meals can get very, very pricey. I, I just think that, you know, for me, that documentary is, it's inspiring. It's interesting to watch someone focus on such simple things. It's all he, it's all he thought about. He, he let his wife raise the kids. He only thought about fish and rice. His entire existence, it's all he's thought about. I, I like what Bam said when you said precision and integrity, because I, I do kind of associate the Japanese culture with those two. And I've watched uh, uh, Jiro, Dreams of Sushi, or however you pronounce it, Hero. Yeah. And um, it was so funny. I remember there's a point in there where sort of a cardinal sin, if you go to this restaurant, is to dip the sushi in soy sauce. Yeah. You do not want to do that. And the way like the guy has structured everything is if there's meant to be some form of soy sauce involved, he puts it he's on. put like yeah. the precise number of drops in the exact place it's supposed to be. I don't know if it's not supposed to touch the fish and it's supposed to be on the rice or whatever the case may be. And that's the way it's meant to be eaten. And that has like stuck with me where if I've done like omakase somewhere or I'm at like a Japanese mm -hmm. restaurant and I'm like nervous to like take it, like <laughs> dip it in soy sauce. I'm like, maybe they're very particular and that's the way it's intended to be eaten. And some places are very much like that. That's which quite I the respect. experience. That's very, very cool. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. I, I say, I said this word several times already, but it's just inspiring. Yeah. If you're in business, if you are into a craft or a hobby or there's something that, you know, um, that, that, that you're passionate about us with cigars. I mean, yeah. It's it's um, there's something about craftsmanship and the pursuit of perfection and integrity and all those words you said, bam, that is it just makes it special. And I would do anything to I'll, have a meal at that. Place. I want to go there. Yeah, I'm getting really motivated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Very, very good. All right. There's, so we're coming in the second. What, what's that? Oh, I was just about to say, when's your next TED talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next week <laughs> on the pod. Uh, we're coming in the second half here, boys, of the Davidoff 
Millennium Pyramid. Yeah. Note and on the it uh, is, note on the construction. The construction is great, man. So the ash is very ash is just hanging on. Tapping, tapping. Oh, yep. lost it. So I give Fantastic. the cigar two Michelin stars. Oh, <laughs> like to hear that. Do you I know mean, how? Do you know how Michelin started? No. Does anyone know this? Something it's, to do with a tire. Oh, the yeah, tire the company. tire company. Yeah. Right? yeah. Who told me? You, did you tell me this? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think it may have been you. I'll stop there. Yeah, there was a time the Michelin Man was considered one of the most recognizable, I guess, Char- brand, yeah, character characters. Brand characters. I don't know. He seems to have disappeared. Yeah. It's a very coveted award. It is. I still think, is. I think he went vegan. so what are you guys getting on a cigar in the second half here i mean it's just very uh, consistent it's slowly developing it's slowly increasing and just a touch and strength i will say though here is where when they say it's a medium full cigar i think now it's starting to get medium full so i agree agree. yeah and it's 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 pairing perfectly with the scotch yeah you know i've had these for 15 years and they have all been identical so i was going to ask you that identical so there's been no change it's ridiculous really none None. you know i i kind of i would associate this with the exclusivo and the 80th how consistent they are how beautifully made they are it's really it's just it's just right up there it's perfection yeah yeah so when did when did henke leave a couple years ago yeah two three years ago. so i wonder i wonder if we're on the cusp of maybe a A downgrade in uh i don't say that yeah, but the blend is blend is there, right? I mean, the blend is already predetermined. This is this is the blend for for but, the millennium. Pyramid. Yeah, but it changes, right, Rooster? Every year they're they're blending. It's not the same blend every year to get the same taste. Honestly, I don't know because the I leaves change, the, change, the seasons it, change. But look at the look at the exclusiva. How consistent it is. That had that no, no, really. I, I think we're conflating some things here. I, it's the same blend every year. The only thing that's a variable, right, is like. The environmental factors that impacted that crop could make it taste or, or seem a little bit different, and they do things to try to make sure that it's as close to that original blend. So, as what possible. do they do? I mean, I'm sure they adjust the ratios, right? So, like, if one of the crops is like more aggressive than it normally is, I'm sure that they have to tamp that down a bit and add more of something else to try to create so more isn't, balance. Isn't that so. by definition changing the blend? Sure, if you I, change I guess the ratio. Try to keep blend, it as close to the original we, blend as they we can. We can split hairs. I think sure. the point I'm making is simply that the ingredients are the same. But the they master, just might have to play with the ratios. Of what's the, the master? But the master, changing, but the craft he, of keeping this consistent through all these anomalies is what makes this, this and a lot of other cigars. That's why we love cigars, right? Yeah. It's the craft of it, the na- the natural nature of it, and yeah. how it changes and how they control it. Yeah, the yeah. thing I'm worried about when a master blender changes is not as much the stuff that they already have that they're just trying to replicate. It, it's the new it's stuff. It's the new stuff, right? So, like the Chef's Edition is like a new blend every single time they come out with it. Will this master blender be able to produce as great of a you know Chef's Edition blend as they've been able to produce in the past under the last yeah. guy? Yeah. Those are more the things I worry about. Yeah, yeah. and this is a standard production cigar so you right. have to think that their consistency is built into their system plus davidoff i think has the most amount of bales of tobacco aged tobacco that they're holding for each blend yeah you know so they have a lot they have a lot yeah. of well, stock. They're, they're they're like they're like the business case definition of like vertical integration they they own the fields they own the di- distribution they own the pricing they own everything you know it's like an hbr case business case you know they own everything so when you you, when you own that 
type of supply chain, you have a lot of control over it. It comes with a cost. That's probably why our cigar prices in Davidoff are so expensive. Um, but there's so much flexibility. You can you can manage inventories of of tobacco as much as they do. I'm sure. Um, and and land in Dominican Republic is kind of cheap, you know. Yeah, I'd love to see the margins on Davidoff's oh, yeah. business. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, amazing. oh my gosh! Just think about that. Like what what the cost for the, for them is so it's so minimal. Uh, getting back to what Senator said, be great to know that. Would love to know that. Yeah, but you got to factor in everything. It's yeah. not just the Marketing. cost of you know. It's yeah, mar- they spend a lot on marketing. Yeah. Distribution, oh, yeah. absolutely, it's a huge amount. It's the biggest line item, I'm, I'm sure, on their income statement. Is you know, you know, it's like when you buy a, costs. when you buy a bottle of like a fragrance, right? Like a perfume, a cologne. I mean, it literally costs cents. Yeah. You know, fifteen cents, twenty cents, less than a dollar to get that bottle. But but a lot of the money is the packaging costs sometimes more than what's in it, right. and then the marketing and all of that goes. You know, factors in. Oh yeah. And then by the time you're done it, you know, every, the bottle is going for like 100, 150 dollars. Oh yeah. Everything in luxury retail. I've I've worked a lot with luxury retail and fragrance companies, and the the whole mystique around it, it's similar to to the whole mystique around cigars. You you look at you look at premium luxury brands. Some of them, if you're looking at companies like Chanel that are making custom-made purses out of France and Italy, yeah, they're going to have high costs. They're going to charge costs, and they might get 60% margin still. But then you look at other companies that are selling fragrance out of a... There, there's, there's one or two companies that basically control the entire fragrance market. International fragrance, international flavors and fragrances. I think IFF is like the biggest... You know, the biggest manufacturer of fragrances in the world. I don't think that you have a comparable case for Davidoff because Davidoff is so unique and, and, you know, niche. Exactly right. You know? Yeah. And the brand, the history of the brand. I will say to your point on on viewing cigars as a luxury product, Habanos has certainly heard that. And <laughs> reacting <laughs> reacting yeah, accordingly. Reacting appropriately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, their, with the cigar and Trinidad are classified as a luxury good. Oh, boy. And all the other prices just went up. I just saw uh, uh, 50 Cabaras today. Uh, on one of our favorite retailers, just went up from. I bought it last week for five hundred bucks. It was just five five eighty two. Wow! So in a week, it's gone up. Oof. You know, over ten percent. That's a big increase. Big increase. So, and the other thing I wanted to say for the listener out there, uh, there is a wonderful. I think it's forty minutes or an hour on YouTube. There's actually kind of a documentary. Uh, filmmaker went in and and kind of went through Davidoff's process from seed to to the roll. Uh, it's a really interesting documentary you can find on YouTube for free about uh, about the Davidoff process. So cool. If you want to do a deep dive, you know, YouTube it. Cool. What were we going to say, Senator? I interrupted oh, you. I, I was just going to shout out Gizmo for a second. So speaking of of just our appreciation for fine things, we've in the past given Gizmo some shit for having a primitive palette. Primitive palette as uh, another lizard coined uh, a long time ago. I'm in the room. You can call. Let's not be kind. Let's not be kind. The term grinder coined a long time ago (laughs) for Gizmo's palette. And to Gizmo's credit, he has not only boarded the tequila train with Puba and I, but now he's like 
inching his way up to almost become the conductor of this train. <laughs> Connoisseur status. <laughs> and apparently he was at a restaurant recently. Oh, I'm very proud of this. Thank you, and Senator. You should tell this story. I was I yeah. was very impressed. <clears throat> so I went to a Ruth Chris uh, steakhouse for a Mother's Day dinner with my mom and my parents and my brother and 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 his significant other. And Mrs. Gizmo. And we were all there and we ordered drinks and everything. And I ordered a Don Julio Anejo. And drinks come out. Everybody passes around. And I take a sip and I look at my dad and I'm like, there's something up here. I'm like thinking maybe my brother ordered like Knob Creek or Woodford or something, a bourbon. So I, I look at him and I'm like, does yours taste right? Because maybe they switched our drinks. His looked a little lighter than mine. And not that Don Julio Nejo is clear. It's not. It, it has an amber to it. But I was like, this isn't right. So I, I tasted it. I looked at it. I'm like, there's something off here. And uh, my brother said, no, no, this is right. I tasted his. It was, it was correct. It was definitely bourbon. And I had, it was tequila. But I was like, this is not Don Julio Nejo. So the server comes back. And I very kindly, I was not, I was not harsh. But I said to him, I said, listen, man. That's good. <laughs> we need to get his side of the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling Mrs. Anytime, Gizmo. Anytime, so, anytime a story has a, has a segue to, I was, listen, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I, 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 there's, I'm kind of dubious. No, I, it was kind. I was like, hey, man, I, I, I think um, I was like, I think the bartender either poured something incorrectly or, you know, it's Mother's Day weekend. Maybe you grabbed the wrong drink. Something happened here. This isn't right. And I said, did you put Don Julio Nejo in? Did you accidentally hit something else? And Oh, no, no, no. I put in Don Julio Nejo, and that's what they poured. 100,000% guaranteed. I said, listen, ma'am, I've been drinking a lot of this stuff. So now I'm starting to get a little irritated because he's arguing with me. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> listen, man. And I said, uh, I said, it's not right. He said, well, do you want me to go get you another one? I said, yeah, if you don't mind, I, I will. Don Julio Anejo. That's what I want. So he goes back to the bar. And he comes back out, and I can see on his face, like, hat in hand, man. He goes, mm -hmm. he goes, you know what? You were right. Look at you. She, the bartender, decided, because they were out of Don Julio Nejo, to just pour me Patron. And didn't say anything. And we're going to bill me for Don Julio Nejo. And I was like, I, just, I was shocked That's by That's a it. problem. I was shocked. But, like, how do you not come back out and say... Hey, yeah. we gave you, here's, yeah. Yeah. like, before you put it in front of me, tell me what you're giving me, and let's, let's make some corrections here. They were completely out in the entire casino, had no Don wow. Julio Nejo wow. in the whole place. Un unacceptable. And very, very I was very so. proud of myself that I picked out. We're, we're all proud of you. Not we Don are. We officially, are. Officially no longer primitive, but refined. Oh. So here's a question. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Would it be inappropriate to ask them to bring the bottle to do the pour in front of you? I think that'd be great in restaurants. I mean, I think it'd be great. I think I, I would logistically. Feel, that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I would feel bad about that's it. That's true. That's I would true. feel bad about it on Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. If it, it like the place was slammed. Hey, Garcon, bring me the bottle, please. Yeah. Like I, I, I would normally do that. I actually said to him, I said, I'll go to the bar. You know, I, I, I'm glad to deal with this. I know you're slammed. Like it's all good. Um, but thankfully they admitted it, and that's cool. Was it the Patron Silver? It wasn't silver. I think it was an Anejo or something. Because yeah, it was an amber. They have an Anejo. Yeah. yeah, it was amber. It, it was, was not good. Seven. It was not good. Yeah. 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 So then I went to McAllen because they didn't have anything else. There but, you go. Beautiful. But, but yeah, they, they should tell you. Myself. If they're out of it, they should tell you, well, sir, we're out of it. Would you like to try something else before making that decision for you? 
especially at like a restaurant or establishment like Roots. Yeah, Quintus. well, I mean, yeah. that's going to be a $30 glass of tequila probably. Totally. Yeah. And it's just sad because most places just count on the consumer being stupid. And when you're dealing with a lizard who drinks as much Don Julio and Ajo as Gizmo does, <laughs> well, he knows the difference. I resent the implications. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Gizmo, all I can say is if Senator was there, the whole meal would be oh, calm. Everything would be calm. Oh, oh, that's true. That's true. All right? That's true. That whole meal would have been calm. You made me drink Patron. <laughs> How, How dare, dare you? you? <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm going to take you down. <laughs> I'm not sure if Bam Bam going to write a Yelp review. <laughs> who said, wait a minute, who said that? I'm going to talk about you on the Lounge Lizards podcast. <laughs> yes, That's sir, funny. I have heard of that. Please don't do that. <laughs> well, I was very proud that of was myself. So, that, was a, that was rough. So yeah, that's thank you, Senator. That's for, fantastic. Uh, it's fantastic. Very proud of you as well. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. guys. I knew you'd be proud. Disappointing the staff would make that attempt to come. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and yeah. that goes to, you know, uh, listen, trust your gut. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was very close to not saying a thing. A lot of people are shy about it. Yeah. 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 But, you know, when you're paying a premium for something, you got to get what you're, mm-hmm. you're ordering. By the way, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to find the uh, Don Julio, uh, the Magnums that we've been buying, the 1.75s. I can't find them anywhere. That's true. I wonder why. You finished them. I, I wonder who's been buying so many of them. I have. I've been buying a lot. What, what is, I'm curious to, like, how, what kind of transformation your home has undergone over the past it's six crazy. months. It's crazy. Because like, there's a there's a little corner, a little nook. I'm I'm aware of in your home where you have massive amounts of cigars. Yeah. Where do you keep the liquor? I hide that. I have a whole thing in the garage. In like the garage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Cabinet in the garage. I hide it. Everything. So like six, seven cases of various liquors. I have a lot of stuff in there. I probably have no, not six, seven cases. I probably have like thirty bottles of stuff. <laughs> Twenty, thirty. And he just These leaves are out full bottles too. <laughs> oh yeah, not open. He just leaves out all the stuff he used to drink before he met the lizards for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Was, as, as, a, as, a, uh, as a Costco consumer, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I do buy a lot of stuff. Have Thank you me. seen the club soda collection at this guy's house? It's in oh, my trunk. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's everywhere. And lemons. In his locker and his trunk. Lemon juice. Lemon juice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a I have a laundry basket in my trunk just full of sel- uh, of club soda seltzer. What? fantastic what? i drink a lot of it man dude when are you gonna get your own can't you make your own uh, i could do that soda stream thing but i just don't feel like that's a lot of that's yeah. a lot of work yeah whatever fuck that one and, brief side note environment so, yeah i refilled my cup without ice it yeah. is it is really really delicious I, actually if you p- pass that around i think i'm gonna do the same that's thing because i was just gonna ask if you, that's uh, a gizmo pour there bam bam by the way <laughs> <laughs> he said he's finishing the bottle I, I'm shocked how much Holy I love shit. the scotch. It's, it's fantastic. So you got it. You got it. Yeah, two two fingers. Two fingers. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two bam bam fingers. <laughs> I I mean the habiki for me is a revelation. You know, oh, we've said that a lot, but it is really really good. I do like it better than the Santori. Um, it's uh, I I wish it was a little cheaper. I wish it wasn't ninety and hard to find, but. So be it. I, I think it's really delicious. No, so I, just FYI, I've been bu- buying it for 80 for a very, very long time. It's just mm. it suddenly shot up to 90. Wow. And in the city, it runs around 130, 140. Oh, that's not good. It's so easy to drink without ice. It's really, really good. Wow. But I have to say, you okay, okay Pagos? No, no, I'm good. I, uh, I think I stretched a bit too you much. You look like and, you're having a fucking heart attack, bro. <laughs> uh, it's like... I think I need a banana. <laughs> I'm yeah. cramping out here. If the listener can't picture the room, you've got half the room of young guys, bucks, and half the room of the senior, you know, 
I'm going to call a stately. Statesman. <laughs> stately. Well, I, look, look, I'm a stately gentleman. <laughs> I'm on the underside of 50, You're so such please. Just distinguished gentleman. Look, everybody checks their wheelchair before they come into oh. my lounge, so we're all we're all the same age. I souped up down. my wheelchair this morning. <laughs> Bam, you are right. That is really great. Isn't it? Isn't it fantastic? It's really nice. It's fantastic. I, I was yeah. just going to say, I'm really, um, really glad that Pagoda has talked up Habiki, and I say this because. There's been so much hype the last five years about Japanese whiskey, and it's just not something I've ever really gotten into. It's not something I know a whole lot about. Obviously, I've taken a deep dive into scotch and some other spirits and wines, but I'm really glad that we're trying this because I would buy this. I would drink this again. I was just saying before we hit record, you know, the Suntory on a hot summer day, I would, I would definitely have that in an afternoon. There's really a place for these Japanese whiskeys. I totally well, it's, agree. It's, it's in the it's in the like lighter swim lane. I would say they don't do much charring of the barrels. I believe someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they don't do much charring, so you don't get a lot of smoky mm. like you're not. It, it, you're never gonna get it. I think that's someone's what, gonna prove me wrong here. But that's what makes it so easy. You're never to drink, gonna. I yeah, think. you're yeah. never gonna get a an equivalent Lagavulin out of japan yeah you know yeah mm. which you're, is you're, fine you're I, never I, gonna get I, it yeah. anywhere frankly they don't have pe- you know exactly yeah i'm but. not complaining about that at all i just like i love that there's such a unique character to this yeah that like has a place to slot in in my and, rotation you know the other thing that's fascinating is that they've tried to replicate the scotch and i don't mean that with capital s like this scottish way of making whiskey Almost to like like the rule book, but it tastes very very different, you know. So they 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 traveled to you know Scotland. Scotland traveled to Japan, and they shared their secrets and did their whole thing, right? And they have these whiskeys that are Scotch style, but it is very different, you know. And that's the fascinating thing to me. Well, it's the same thing. Why can you take a Cuban seed out of Cuba, plant it anywhere else? Yeah, and it's completely different. Even yeah. the same people. Who were planting, growing, harvesting, rolling the, the the cigars in Cuba took the seeds and grew them in in, in uh, Dominican Republic and right. Nicaragua and Ecuador and Mexico. It's the and soil. It, it's yeah. the it's the soil. It's and the, the hands, climate. The it's hands. the moisture. Yeah. It's it's it, one word. It's, it's everything. The, it's the terroir. Terroir. Yeah, he's right. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. When we're talking about cigars, wine, yes. spirits, all of it. Absolutely. We are purveyors of terroir. What is it? How's, what's that word? Terroir. Yeah, you got it right. There you go. <laughs> and what's that mean? Land. Not only, not only is the palate graduated, <laughs> the, vocabulary. the vocabulary is and, and on the, the charts. And the, uh, and the diction. Isn't it? It's just, land, it's just <laughs> landscape. Wait till we do. Territory. Wait till we do poor Laranaga. It's not poor. territory. Terrain. 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 Yes. Wait till we do poor Laranaga. Right. Landscape. Struggle on that word. Agreed. Agreed. Holy moly. You know, it's it's. It, I like what Senator said about this. This these two particular scotches having a yeah, place I agree in time. With, yeah. I'm already starting to think about the cigars I would have with each scotch earlier in the day and later in the day, early evening. To your point, I'm thinking because I've been so obsessed with them. The Upman Two, with this Habiki. Oh, dude. Oh, oh that is a gosh. home run. The Upman Two. There's okay. something that that there's something in that that Upman sweetness in that cigar that I think with this specific yeah. whiskey. Would be an A plus. We right should on, do an Upman too, I've bro. Never done we're gonna an do it too. right we're on the money. I've you know, another that's one a, that's is, a Puba favorite, so we're gonna, you know, when Puba's here, we're gonna do that. It's a great call out. It's yeah. great. Another one is the E two because 
the guy who recommended Hibiki with the cigar. So I, I've had Hibiki before a few times, but I was in uh, Montreal and I went to Casa de Habana. Yeah. And I ended up getting a Pataka C2. And he recommended the Hibiki with that. And it was a great pairing as well That's a at great that point in time. And I, you know, it's, I haven't tried it since then, but yeah. I think yeah, now that I have a couple of boxes of those, I think sure. yeah. I'm going to definitely... Yep. Indulge. And I'm thinking of Cubans with this, the um, the the other uh, Japanese scotch here. Punch Japanese punch. Whiskey. Whiskey. Nice I'm sorry. And you're yes. talking about Santori. Santori, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. The punch punch would be fabulous. Yep. Coronas. Agree. Just after lunch. QD wow. Coronas Claris. We oh, just did that on the dude. pod. Yeah, absolutely. Be great absolutely. With that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. You know, you talk about, you know, we're joking about refining palates or all these different things. But, uh, you know, the benefit of the pod for me and us inside the room is that the eye-opening experience that i've had in trying these things that not that i'm forced to try them but we're trying to get into different things and find different pairings and different you know spirits i mean what what a revelation so many of these these things have been can i just project that in two months we're going to do a pod and gizmo's going to say why are there no more <laughs> handles of Suntory and Hibiki left in the liquor stores? It's so hard to find. Uh. <laughs> it, it is. It is fast. It is not fascinating. It's very fun and fulfilling to talk to do this podcast, talk about spirits and cigars, and other you know other spirits aside from whiskey, and have people respond yeah. because they're into it as well. Because we're here bunch of jokers just fucking smoking our faces off drinking a bunch of whiskey all the time thinking like oh this is great this is awesome and to have other people around the world hey we're kind of like you and we love doing the same stuff and you know we we got that flavor profile from this cigar you should try this it's just it's so it's so fun like there are other people that are as enthusiastic about the shit that we love so much and to share that it's pretty awesome it's awesome yeah I think that's what we've, we've said this many times. I mean, that's what this is all about. It's about sharing. And there's nothing more gratifying. I think I probably speak for everyone in this room. When you give someone something or you recommend something and they appreciate it as much as you do, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Like I, you know, it's like great that there are certain things that I enjoy. But when I say to someone, hey, you should try that. And they fall in love with it just the same way I did. That's so much more exciting, right? right? Yeah. Like when we oh, had, yeah. so I think Gizmo read, we had a, a listener who said he was off for the weekend with his wife, yeah. with Paul oh, Roger yeah. and, and the Herfador. <laughs> and I, I mean, I just see that and I'm like, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, well, you know, there's and, and there's a Max, level of pride there. It's very yeah. cool. And what Max, the listener from Australia, you know, bringing his wife into it. With the Paul Roger, I did the same thing with my wife. You know, mm. she loves that champagne yeah, now. That's so cool. You know, and it's a product of, of, of getting together and doing this. And the one thing that I will, I, I have two comments I want to say. Number one, the listener that I, I we discussed earlier, Paul, um, mentioned something about community and how, you know, it's nice to have community to listen to. You know, we're very fortunate that we get to sit in this room and we have seven guys that are like-minded in the same geographical area. I mean, there's a lot of folks, if, if I lived where I used to live in Northeast PA, I don't know if that if I would have found this, because there aren't clubhouses like nope. we have. No, so, no, no. no. <laughs> As a Scranton guy, I can tell you for a fact yeah, that that's, there's that's, not, that's not available. They're not there. So you, you might get it at a country club, and they're smoking Romeo and Juliet, Dominican exactly. Republic. Oh, boy. Exactly. But that's it. Yeah, so it's just nice to have that, and it's nice to hear that, like, like Senator said from listeners. And really, I think the, the summary point that I have is, is a, a quote that Rooster always says, and he says it to us. 
and that cigars are meant to be shared. And there's nothing better than when you're smoking a great cigar and you've given that same cigar you're smoking out of, the same box you're smoking out of to someone that you're sitting next to, or in this case that you're, 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 you're sharing an experience with on a podcast, it makes the cigar 10 times better. Yeah, there's a feeling of hospitality and being hospitable and handing over one of your favorite cigars to someone and they're enjoying it. It feels fantastic. Absolutely. It's, it's wonderful. But that goes back to why, you know, people give cigars when they have a birth. They're yeah. just like, let me share. That's right. So when's that going to happen? And by, by the way, way, I don't know. It's got to happen soon. <laughs> Getting back, I, the cigars I, were, I was going to share, you, yeah. are, are, they don't make them anymore. You yeah, told me that you had procured what you were going to give everyone. Oh, boy. No, I didn't. You should have pre-purchased. <laughs> Wait, I does, thought it, does I did. it begin with the letter P? And then I got an, a notification that these are out of stock and they longer, <laughs> no longer fucking make them. Rooster thinks he figured it out. Does it begin with the letter P? Uh oh. <laughs> Does it rhyme with Valencia? Um, Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. Does it begin with P and Does it end remind with you of Spain? Valencia. <laughs> Lucencia. Oh, gosh. Is the Vitola the Alma Fuerte? Whoa. That's not a Vitola. That's the line of cigar? Yeah. That's a, that's a line. Uh, yeah, that's a line. Uh, that's a marca. No, it was, it was actually it was a 702. In Robusto, Davidoff 702, one of my favorite cigars, which they don't make anymore, apparently. They okay. don't, really? Yeah, they don't, yeah. Wow. wow. So It's a great um, stick. It is a good stick. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that whole scenario sucked. But the other, the other cigar I was going to share with the guys was actually the 50th. The Padron? The Padron 50th Family Reserve in Natural. I'll take it. Great cigar. Very good cigar. All right, boys. You guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on the Hibiki? Absolutely. Let's make it formal. This is fantastic. Bam, bam, you're up. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. For bam, bam, this is a 10. Beautiful. Wow. wow. Holy Excellent. Shit. That wow. is first 10 ever. And I, it, I'll go into it after you, okay. the rest of you vote. Pagoda. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a 10. Holy wow. Shit. Senator. I'm not getting I'm going to give it a nine. I'm not getting 10 vibes from this. I'm a nine all day. I, I'm a high nine if I could, but I'm not a 10. I'm a nine. Still an elite score. I'm a... I mean, seven and a half. What? Eight. What's your number? I'll give it an eight. Eight. Yeah. Sorry, I'm bringing down. Yeah. I'm bringing down the that's mean. A, hey, that's a, you know what though? That's a perfect score. The composite lizard score, boys, is a nine point two. That is incredible. That's awesome. That's great incredible. score. That's a great score. I think a ninety-two. You know, I think a ninety-two for this is perfect. Yeah, there aren't many scotches for me personally that I can drink without a piece of ice in it. That's, it's got a little bit of sweetness. There's a complexity. Um, it's got legs, like you mentioned earlier, Senator. It, and it's really, the, it's just a fantastic, fantastic spirit. We, yeah, we really like good. we like legs. Oh, yeah. I, I, More ways than one. I, I agree with Bam. And, and the reason I say that, I mean, this is a blend. This is, to me, easily the best blend, blended whiskey I've had, period. No doubt. Blended. Well, we're going to try Black Label soon, though. Oh, oh Jesus. Please. With, please a, sploosh, with, with a sploosh. sploosh. But in the meantime. <laughs> please stop. I, I can't. I, can't. I, I mean that seriously because yeah. I, I think, you know, obviously, right, like what happens with blends, like they tend to be smoother, right, because they can blend out those kind of anything that's too aggressive or those imperfections and all of that. But they usually don't have enough character about them that excites me. And why I say that I would call this like kind of the Macallan of, of Japanese whiskeys, which is all on the lighter end of the spectrum. It has enough that brings you back wanting more in a way that most blends, they just drink well enough, but I never crave more. 
And with this, I, I want more. It's, it's really satisfying. There is a difference there where you want more. Yeah. Great. Very well said. Love it. I just rated it a 10 because I knew Grinder would rate it low. So. <laughs> <laughs> he hedged. So Grinder, we have to hear. Why, Don't go why, there. Uh, yeah, why, 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 why a 7 or an 8? Yeah. It was an 8. But he was thinking 7. <sighs> he was. He was, was right in the middle. Was, seven's not a bad score. Take another sip. You don't know what you're talking about. So I have a lot of respect for this. Are you drinking from the right glass? You have two glasses. Yeah. The bottom right, one was I'm just I just poured it. Just making it <laughs> sure. This is also neat. <laughs> and I would I will I will say the taste, as as you would expect, is 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 different with not ice in it. Um I don't know. I think I just I have like a, a sweet spot. And it's not this. Um, I get it. You know, I have like sherry. You're, you're I have for Pete or what do you? I have for? sherry and Pete. And when I drink a scotch, I love that. Not that this isn't fantastic. I think the uh, aftertaste of this for me was a, just a little wonky. Hmm. The finish. The finish. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm, I'm finding the finish to be very delightful. It's pleasant. Yeah. yeah. So it it goes sweet and then it goes bitter for me. Hmm. It goes oh, salty wow. for me. A little saltyish. I don't know. Yeah. And it yeah. coats my mouth. So I do get a little saltiness in the coating. That's what makes it so pleasurable yeah, for I, me. I would just say for, for me, I think the finish is really refined and elegant. It really is. Like truly refined. Like it tastes like a premium spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You my, know, it's my, kind my, of, my mouth is a little tingly. And I don't know what that is. But I love it. From the point of view like of it. It, from the point of view of experience. They're the, uh, like a beautiful, very dry white when it goes in sweet and it finishes clean and crisp at the end. It's kind of similar to that. It's, it's, it's not the same type of, of, uh, of alcohol, of course. Sure. But just physically, that, that taking it in and how it, how it changes as you take it down and at the finish, that's what this is like for me. Yeah. yeah. I really love it. Yeah. All right, boys, we're coming to the end of the Davidoff Millennium Pyramid. Certainly in our last third, I'm coming up on about an inch left. You guys ready to give it the uh, formal lizard rating? All right, Rooster, you're up. So I'm going to give it a nine. Very, very, wow. very satisfying smoke. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Grinder. I'm, I'm, uh, the millennial in Pyramid is getting a nine. Excellent. <laughs> I'm wow. also a nine all day. I think it's uh, very satisfying, like Rooster said. And to me, as you know, this is going to be my last cigar of the night tonight. I'm going to go home very, very satisfied. Wow. Wow. It's not going to be his last cigar of the night, but no. I will. <laughs> it is actually very rarely, but it is. It is tonight. But I'm also completely in lockstep with you guys. Nine. What's a nine? It's a nine. It's a nine. Wow. Bam, bam, you're up. What's the number? I'm at a nine. All right. Wow. wow That's really I don't difficult. need to divide yeah. that out, boys. Composite Lizard score is a flat nine. That is ridiculous. Great score. Damn. Is Great that score. the hot? No, no, it's not the highest. No, no, What's no. the highest? But the most, honestly, the most consistent yeah. score. The most consistent score. What's the highest rated? Probably the shark. Yeah. yeah. Probably the shark. I'd have to go back. A, a listener could tell us. Some of the, <laughs> listeners, some of the listeners know more than I do I about I think that was a 9.7, and the chef's edition was 9.4. I, I think, yeah. Right. I never I think the exclusive right. was very high. Yeah, exclusive that was a 9-something. Oh, there are a number of cigars higher us, but this is an outstanding cigar. Yeah. This actually does belong... One rung, as far as I'm concerned, below the exclusivo. I've always said that. For Which the composite score does reflect. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Exclusivo very got higher. It's yeah. very fucking Absolutely. accurate. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, sl is, I slate is, that and the 80th above this, this all day long. Best, oh. Also, also, if you take in consideration the price point, 
Yes. With yeah. an exclusive one. That, that's exclusive is like half the price. It's right. 17 bucks. 14 is 17 dollars. 14, 14 bucks. 14. Yeah. 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 That's so, insane. So that kind of satisfaction out of a $14 steak. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, um, I'm continually blown away by these. And, and Bam, I thank you because you turned us, you know, turned me on to them. Certainly, uh, I, I, I don't reach for them terribly often for right. that reason we just discussed price and mm-hmm. reaching for an exclusivo or, or, or cigar like that at the end right. of the night. Very but, high praise. Yeah, Very I mean, I, I, I do do really, really love the cigar. Because awesome. I have a comment to make. One of the cigars that we need to try in one of our future episodes yeah. is the Atabe Lancero. Yes, <laughs> we got to do it. The what? La- the Lancero. Yeah, we got to do it. I've of, heard, I've heard so much about, about so, the Lancero. Grinder and, and I uh, have had some experiences with that. No, I know, but you get you haven't had the Lancero. That's what I have heard. Like that's the Lancero true. Is the Vitola like is important. Just like hey, just like this cigar. If you had this cigar in Toro oh, yeah. versus the cigar we're having oh, yeah. tonight, the Vitola does matter. So, yeah. so we should give it a shot. I mean, yeah. it's a, size agree. matters, guys. I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, boys, a flat nine for the Davidoff Millennium Pyramid. Great cigar. Great, great cigar, Bam. Very nice, and. Uh, Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D. That's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>